Section 1 of A History of and Suggestions in the Making of Biscuits, Crick Breads, and Cake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. A History of and Suggestions in the Making of Biscuits, Quick Breads, and Cake by Claudia Quigley Murphy. The Making of Biscuits, Quick Breads, and Cake. The making of snowy biscuits, tasty waffles, and delicious cakes is an art that registers high in the appreciation of mankind, for it is the expression of the culinary skill which is, after all, the reflection of the civilization and the culture of a people. Culinary art, as it stands today, is the result of continued effort by careful cooks and pastry makers of the past three centuries. Emerging from feudal days, from the heavy walls and battlements of the people of that period, there came, as the amenities of life advanced, an expression of hospitality in terms of better foods and careful service. Not a gluttonous age, as in the days of Rome at its worst. When Lucullus, they say, forty cooks had each day. But an age that was developing a nicety in table service as well as a finer and more delicate rendering of the art of cookery bread has been and perhaps always will be the outstanding evidence of our civilization so bread-making for many years was the foundation for cake-making and cake and tea-biscuit making the topping evidence of the gentle art of cookery during the seventeenth and eighteenth centuries cake was merely bread-dough yeast raised enriched with eggs sugar and fruit added when flavor was used it was either of fruit wine or brandy or some sort of flavoring compound the cake was a mixture of bread dough containing sugar and spice and everything nice it had considerable bulk for it usually was made by the peck and when done frequently weighed from three to five pounds it required many hours in preparation for there were no easy methods in cake making in those days frequently three hours were spent in blending the sugar which came in chunks with the butter in the cold windy kitchens of the early days to beat the great mass of eggs required in the production of the cake was no small task for two dozen eggs were none too many to lighten the batter to a consistency suitable for producing cake so cake-making was an event of some importance in those days even in the days of an abundance of domestic help frequently a day was spent by several people in its preparation and many hours were necessary for the baking Midway in the seventeenth century, Gervase Markham, in his book of Country Contentments, put down these definite requirements for a good cook. First, she must be cleanly, both in body and garments. She must have a quick eye, a curious nose, a perfect taste, and a ready ear. She must not be butterfingered, sweet-toothed, nor faint-hearted, for the first will let everything fall, the second eats too much, and the last loses time with fussiness. End of section 1